Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everyone, welcome to NASCAR Coast to Coast. So rude. Go. Wow, Ricky. Go. I can't even do it now because you're just going to sit here and make fun of me. Should be used to it. Yeah. This is NASCAR Coast to Coast, presented by Whelan, also brought to you by Hercules Tires. Now, with the latest NASCAR local, regional, touring, and international racing news and views, here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. Hey, everyone, and welcome to NASCAR Coast to Coast here on the Motor Racing Network. I'm Hannah Newhouse, joined as always by my co-host, Kyle Rickey. And Kyle, you spent the weekend on the beaches down at Daytona Beach. Uh, Not actually on the beaches, though. You got to experience what was a history-making weekend, not only for NASCAR's top three series, but the Arca Menard series as they uh, basically took the green with not much practice there. But overall, how would you say your experience was this past weekend uh, for the first road course race down there for NASCAR? Yeah, there was not a lot of time to play in the the sun and on the beaches of uh, Daytona Beach, Florida. But uh, it was, I thought it was a very successful weekend for, for the sport as a whole. There's a lot of us that when we went down there for the Rolex 24, and MRN did the Rolex 24 for a number of years, including the entire event, flag to flag coverage for, for several seasons a few years back. And I always wondered standing on that scaffold what a NASCAR race would look like. And uh, finally, all these years later, I say all these years, probably four or five years later, uh, we were able to see what a NASCAR race would look like on that layout. And I thought it was a great weekend. Uh, I think a lot of folks thought ARCA, no practice, no qualifying. We're going green in the rain on Friday night. It was going to be a mess after seeing uh, their, their short practice session before that. I don't think anybody made a lap without getting off course. And that was in the drive. So, and then they went, pretty much caution-free. They only had one break uh, that was scheduled in the event. Uh, The cup race, I thought, was really cool uh, to see those cars zipping around the International Horseshoe and the the infield portion and then where I was on the bus stop. Um, I thought overall a a very successful weekend, and I look forward to hopefully seeing uh, an event back on that course on the schedule here in the future. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there was many of us that did tune in, especially that ARCA race on Friday, knowing the circumstances, knowing we're still not really getting practice, let alone qualifying. A lot of these guys have minimal, if any, road course racing experience throughout all of the levels. And to put them on a racetrack like this that no one really has any experience on, you had a couple guys that were familiar with the course to some extent that it maybe ran some IMSA, Trans Am, stuff like that. But to uh, send them, I I won't lie and say that I definitely tuned in to the ARCA race to see what I thought was going to be chaos. And a lot of the ARCA drivers, I think, really impressed us. Someone like Ty Gibbs, who has minimal, if any, road course experience. I think he ran a Trans Am race last week at Road America. But 
no, no real experience was up battling with Michael self during that general tire 100 for a majority of the race. And, and it was like watching two veterans as they swapped back and forth, did crossover, but eventually it was Michael self who has, you know, claimed this road course ringer and not even road course ringer. He's, he's just so good at road courses um, in the Ark Menard series. Did collect that win over Ty Gibbs, but that third place, if you look at the scoring, it says Sam Mayer, but Kyle, yeah. it, it wasn't Sam Mayer that crossed the line in third, although he started the race. He did. And then what was it? Uh, he, he fractured his hands or his thumb in an event preparing for the road course race last weekend. So uh, he was credited with the third spot. And uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a decent day for, for him. Um, Will Rogers got in the top five there. Haley Deegan just missed the top five. I saw a picture on social media today of her going through the bus stop and missing it. And the the wall of water that was going over her car was the coolest uh, was the coolest thing ever. So um, yeah, it was a great weekend. Uh, Michael Self, you mentioned uh, maybe a road course ringer. I think he's just good in Daytona because he won a Super Speedway race there earlier this year to start the season back in February. We throw this at him, and uh, he shows well uh, by by claiming the win. So um, you know, no matter the layout in Daytona, that the the, uh, the big track anyway. Uh, he's going to be a force to reckon with. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll talk to Michael Self, uh, that winner here, just shortly. But also this past weekend, uh, kind of a sad day in short track racing as one of the racetracks that's been around yep. for quite some time. Myrtle Beach Speedway hosted their final race of the year and, and final ever. race ever. Yeah, ever. They are closing their doors um, after this past weekend. That track will be demolished. And a lot of people made the trip down to Myrtle Beach to watch that final race. The nostalgia was there. And it's sad to see this racetrack go, Kyle. Built in 1958. And uh, there's a lot of NASCAR. Uh, some of the big guns kind of grew up there. Dale Earnhardt Jr., uh, one of those drivers that uh, raced late models there years ago. Found success there in the, the NASCAR Bush Series when they raced at the track in, in the late 90s and early 2000s. Um, but it was fitting. Uh, the, the Sun Fun 101 rain shortened. Um, I guess that's fitting kind of as well. But it was Sam Yarborough that picked up the race win. The driver that has dominated there has won six late model championships at that racetrack in the last decade. Um, so he's been the man there for the last uh, number of years. Held off Will Burns, his title competitor, this year uh, at the finish. So um, a bummer for the race fans that, that got a shortened event, but uh, good for Sam to, uh, to claim that final late model checkered flag at the Myrtle Beach Speedway. Yeah, Myrtle Beach will definitely be missed. I know I got to race there one time a couple years ago, and it was just cool to be able to say now that I have ran there in the past. But we'll have to catch up with Sam in the next couple of weeks. I know he's busy uh, preparing for some cars tour races and some races for the remainder of the 2020 season. But before then, we're going to get on the line here with last week or this past weekend's winner, Michael Self, here on NASCAR Coast to Coast. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. 
Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. Citywide to countryside. Whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there, no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTire.com. There you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTire.com. Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. Back to NASCAR Coast to Coast, brought to you by Wheeland and by Hercules Tires. Here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. Welcome back to NASCAR Coast to Coast here on the Motor Racing Network. The Arc Menard Series took to the road course of Daytona for the first time ever this past weekend. And a road co- an often road course winner, Michael Self, found his way to victory lane. He joins us now here on Coast to Coast. First off, Michael, congratulations, and thanks for hanging out with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me on. That was pretty cool for me. That was a very special win um, for me with my road course background there at Daytona. Uh, one of the coolest races I've ever been involved in with it being at Daytona International Speedway at night in the wet. Really, really cool conditions and fun race to be, uh, be a part of. So let's jump right into it there. You mentioned it at night in the wet. That wasn't necessarily on the initial game plan. You guys had a practice that was shortened. You didn't even get to take really part in that due to faulty plug wire. So they send you guys a green flag with no practice, now in the wet and under the lights. What was going through your mind on that initial green flag? Yeah, it's it's definitely a lot of unknown. You know, I'm actually really fortunate to have a lot of um, out-of-car experience at Daytona since I go down there every year with Mike Cope Racing, um, the Trans Am Series, and, and coach guys in the TA2 Series. And the guys I work with have run in the wet there before. So I had a knowledge of what to do, knowledge of the track, but no firsthand experience on it. So um, I think going in, it was obviously just being really, really conservative the first lap, kind of getting everything figured out, figuring out, you know, making sure the points that I remembered from a coaching standpoint were accurate and just making sure, you know, you, you just have this theory that things are going to go wild, right? I mean, that people are just going to be all over the place. They're just going to be spinning out, but everyone did a really nice job. I think, um everyone when you get put in that kind of situation I think I think people reel themselves in really well because no one wants to make a huge mistake they don't want to be the person to wipe out a bunch of cars and cause a bunch of damage I think you saw that I I was um impressed with everyone racing throughout the field you know especially the guys like like Chandler who started pole and have zero road course experience and definitely zero rain experience they did a really nice job of keeping things clean and unfortunately you know we were able to get out front and stay out front the rest of the night through those conditions and uh and manage our own race walk us through that battle for the lead six laps to go you and ty gibbs a very spirited battle there for a while before you pulled away and ultimately won by what six seconds or so yeah, I hope everyone was able to watch and enjoy that as much as I did because I had an absolute blast. I mean, that was some of the most fun racing that I've been a part of in a long time. Ty ran me really, really clean. You know, those are hard conditions to race side-by-side in. It's hard to race side-by-side on a road course to begin with. Throw in the wet conditions, um, and, you know, there's a lot of, again, there's a lot of unknown there and a lot of uncertainty, and I, I just had a ton of fun with it. Um, really, really good 
good racing. Um, hopefully, you know, it, it entices people to watch more road racing and to follow it. But like I said, and, you know, all that stuff made it one of the most fun races I've been a part of. It's cool to come out on top of it. And it was exciting to watch as well. I know, like you'd mentioned, a lot of us tuned in expecting a little bit of melee, but it was it was very impressive to see a lot of these guys really rein themselves in, and and, and the racing produced was incredible, to say the least. Uh, but you talked about your road course racing experience prior to the Arkham Menard series. I know that I got to watch you compete in the K&N West series. You have some road course racing experience. You also uh, actually was a driver coach out at Miller Motorsports Park back in Utah. Talk about some of your experience in road course racing, ultimately, which, you know, maybe felt gave you the upper hand this past weekend. Yeah, so my background is is almost entirely road racing. I started in um, kart racing, asphalt road racing cars, shifter carts, um, a lot of touch and go type stuff. I did that for, for about eight years, really. I mean, that was throughout my teen years when I was racing out there at, at Miller Motorsports Park. Um, karting led, led to me racing all over the world, definitely all over the country quite a bit. And, and I was kind of on a path to go formula car racing and sports car racing. Um, when Champ Car was around back in the 2000s, that was kind of the direction I was, I was headed before I ever got into a stock car in 2008. Um, but when I did get into a stock car and started to kind of transfer over that direction of racing, um, I, I definitely had a passion for road racing still, and it wasn't something that I wanted to get away with. So like you said, I got hooked up with the Ford racing school out there at, at Miller Motorsports Park at the time, um, was able to do a lot of instructing with them. And, and that kind of translated to working for different manufacturers and different brands on, on road race stuff. And, um, it was a good way to, to stay involved. And then when I moved to Charlotte and I got the chance to start working with Justin Haley, um, he was at H Scott Motorsports running for the, the K&N East series at the time. He and his his family mentioned they were going to do some of the Trans Am stuff. So I was like, hey, you know, I've got a ton of road race experience. I've worked as a, an instructor for the school out in Utah for a long time. Would love to help out with that kind of stuff. And that's what got me over in that direction. And I've been extremely fortunate to, to latch on to the Mike Cope racing team um, and to, to have a number of clients year after year that either run full-time or part-time. And those cars are just just awesome to work with they're they're very similar to what we run in arca they're they're about 500 pounds lighter which is the main difference but they're on a very similar chassis you know it's basically a super late model chassis with a a similar five-star body on it but every car is fully outfitted with aim data and um, onboard cameras so my guys come in i I look over tons and tons of data throughout the weekend lots of onboard footage from the video stuff and it it makes it nice because i can i can look over multiple data sets at one time and work with multiple clients at one time. Um, and it's, like I said, it's become a, a home for me and it's something that I do when I'm not racing myself. I, I really enjoy going and coaching and going to some of these tracks like road America and mid Ohio and Sebring and road Atlanta, you know, some of the best road courses in the country um, to work with those guys. And it's something that's always on my mind when you're coaching people from a data aspect you get to see, you get to see the numbers and the numbers don't lie. You know, you get to see where guys a little bit faster for what reason is it throttle inputs, is it braking inputs, is it steering inputs. And then you translate that over to watching video and you look at a guy's line, you know, it, it, you, I feel I become very, very critical of, of the road racing stuff. And so when I go to a new track or when I'm on a road course, those are the things that I'm thinking about right from the start. They're building a foundation for me being on that track um, and I think that's what leads to success, even like a situation where you said with very little track time um, and uncertain conditions like being in the wet. Two wins this year, uh, both at Daytona. How special is that, that you can say you've won on the super speedway to begin the season and you've won the series first road race at the same venue? It, extremely special to call it the, the Daytona sweep. You know, that's that's pretty cool for me. 
Um, there was a time in my life where I never thought I'd get the chance to race at Daytona. Nonetheless, race there, race there more than once and to have three trophies from there. That's, that is really cool. That's um, pretty special for me to be able to say I've done that. And now we look at last year in the 2019 season, a runner-up in the full-time points. Right now, currently leading those point standings, 15 points over Brett Holmes. Uh, you and Kyle mentioned it. You won that first race out. Now this one, would you say that this maybe is a turning point in your season? I mean, I feel like midway through the season, you maybe hit a lull a little bit, and the last couple races, it's really amped back up. Now coming off of a win, uh, what what do you look forward to the rest of the season? Now coming off of this win. Uh, you know, I, I hope it's a momentum boost for us, but no one at Venture Motorsports is going to shy away from the fact that we have been in a lull and that we have struggled since basically Phoenix, the second race of the year. We came out and ran really well there. Um, and then honestly, when we went to the break, we came back and just didn't have the speed. I mean, we haven't had the speed anywhere that we've expected that we should. We've gone to some of my best racetracks being Iowa, Kansas, Michigan, um, and we, we haven't been competitive. I mean, flat out haven't been competing for wins. We haven't been leading laps. Um, we, we've just, we're behind. And, and we'll all tell you that we're behind on the oval stuff. We've gone to the short tracks, you know, Toledo. I feel like we made a little bit of progress coming away with a fifth and a fourth place finish there, but that's not where we want to be. Those are races where we led laps last year, um, where we won races as a team last year. And look, we've got, I don't know, seven or eight more races in the series this year, and they're all ovals. Uh, we've got to figure that out. Now, is a is a road course in wet conditions going to translate over to oval racing? Realistically, probably not. But having a little bit of extra momentum and motivation is, is not a bad thing. You know, a win is never going to hurt. But we've we've got to get our act together a little bit more on the, the oval stuff, and we got to keep improving. We've all got to put our head together as a team and figure out why why are we getting beat those places so bad. Um, the rules changes have, have, I think, had a pretty big impact on us this year. Um, you know, we've been toying a lot with the different motors between the, the Roush Yates spec motor and the Ilmore. That's kind of thrown thrown the loop into things, and we've got to figure out which direction we're gonna we're gonna go with that and where we need to be set up wise to adapt for each one and. We're making gains on it. You know, like I said, we, we've made progress. I don't want to sit here and sound overly negative or, or like we're, there's no hope for us. But, look, we know we've got to be better um, for all those things. Next up on the schedule, uh, just over a week and a half from now at Worldwide Technology Raceway Gateway, you, had believe, had an axle issue there uh, a year ago. But um, until that point, uh, you were able to get some laps there. Your thoughts on, on going to that 1.25-mile speedway next weekend? Yeah, so we did. We were able to qualify on pole there last year. Um, led almost half the race, I think, before before we had that axle issue. We had a really, really fast car. Um, I think Christian and myself were, were kind of the class of the field until Ty came up through there late. Um, so it was a good track for us. You know, Christian ran really, really well there two years ago. I didn't run, so Kevin Reed's got a good notebook there. Venturini's been been close to picking up wins there. Um, but we we can't say just because we've run well there the last two years that we're going to go in and run well this year like I said that's another place where we've just got to figure out where we've been off a little bit and go in um and and say look we know the track I know the track I've got experience there we've got to use that experience to try and and bring home a solid run um it is it's a it's a fun track you know it's a little bit unique and that you downshift there I kind of like that because it makes it a little bit more of a driver's track two totally different ends um last year they did put down the traction compound 
but it wasn't overly aggressive, I, I didn't feel like. And so it wouldn't become just a one-groove racetrack. It kind of made it so you could escape the air a little bit and made it a little bit racier with multiple grooves. So hopefully, like I said, hopefully they'll, they'll do some of that again. Um, you know, that place can be really particular from an air standpoint. And so I'm actually in favor of the traction compound there. Um, hopefully we show back up and, and, you know, we've, we've made another step in the right direction on our oval program to go have another solid run at a track that I do enjoy racing at. Awesome. Well, Michael, again, congratulations, congratulations. on your run this past weekend at Daytona. We're looking forward to watching the rest of the season. Again, ARCA has been so much fun to watch, especially as this points battle uh, continues to heat up. So best of luck uh, at Gateway coming up here soon and the rest of the 2020 season. Yeah, thank you. Thank you guys for having me on. I appreciate it. Awesome. And that's Michael Self. Again, your winner this past weekend at Daytona International Speedway on the road course. Citywide to countryside. Whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there, no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTire.com. There, you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTire.com. Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. Back to NASCAR Coast to Coast. Brought to you by Whelan and by Hercules Tires. Here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. NASCAR Coast to Coast, Wheelan Engineering gives us the opportunity to spotlight one of NASCAR's short tracks across the country. And this week is Beach Ridge Motor Speedway, which is a third mile semi-banked oval outside of Scarborough, which is the greater Portland area of Maine. Beach Ridge has served as a launching pad for many drivers who have gone on to enjoy careers in the regional and national stage of stock car racing. Former NASCAR Cup driver and Maine native Ricky Craven has raced and won at Beach Ridge. And other former Beach Ridge drivers who have made it to NASCAR's top level include Joe Bessie, Kevin LePage, and Steve Park, all whom have also won at the Ridge. There are also several nationwide and uh, NASCAR Xfinity drivers, you may know them, including two-time series champion Randy LaJoy, Jeff Fuller, Mike McLaughlin, and Rick Fuller, who have also raced at Beach Ridge. George Hartley won the first ever feature event held at the track, and Dick Garrett holds the honor of being the first track champion at Beach Ridge. It's estimated that more than 2,000 different drivers have competed at this racetrack during its history. The American-Canadian Tour brought regional touring racing to Beach Ridge in the early 1990s, bringing it with such New England stars as Dave Dion, Mike Rowe, and Robbie Crouch. The ACT also sanctioned the weekly racing events between 1990 and 1994. But in 1995, an agreement with NASCAR was signed to sanction the weekly racing series at Beach Ridge and brought two of NASCAR's touring series to the track. The NASCAR Bush North Series, which is now the ARCA East, and the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour had made tracks to the long-distance races that played to full grandstands. At the moment right now, Beach Ridge is currently running a limited schedule due to COVID-19. Again, that is your Wheel and Engineering Short Track Spotlight of the Week. But when we return here on NASCAR Coast to Coast, we've got who won this past weekend and who to look for this up-and-coming weekend. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. 
citywide to countryside. Whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there, no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTire.com. There, you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTire.com. Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. Back to NASCAR Coast to Coast. Brought to you by Whelan and by Hercules Tires. Here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. This week is Dryden Week on MRN as we get ready for the Dryden Doubleheader Weekend at Dover's Monster Mile. Learn more about our complete line of automotive, commercial, and industrial lubricants at Dryden.com. Dryden, the hardest working brand in heavy-duty lubrication. And Kyle, we just talked to Michael Self uh, about the Arc Menard Series. They've been full throttle since uh, the season restarted, but there is some news coming out of that stable in regards to some schedule changes. Uh, Originally, the Madison date was postponed. It has now been moved to Lebanon I-44, which will race on Labor Day. And then they also make that trip to the dirt track of DeCoin. That race has currently been postponed. There's not a new date that has been set on that. But talking about races this past weekend, we had LP Dumoulin on last week talking about the Pinty's return. They raced this past weekend at Sunset for Twin 125s. L.P. Dumoulin actually collected that first win over Trayton Lapsovich. His debut in the series covering for Alex Tagliani and Brett Taylor came home third. And in the second 125, it was Jason Hathaway over Connor James and Kevin Lacroix. And the modifieds also, the tri-track modifieds were at Monadnock, Sam Ramu. Ramu, am I saying that right, Kyle? Ramo. 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 Okay. Yep. Was uh, the winner in that one over Brian Robbie and Matt Hirschman. Pro late models were at 311 Speedway with Justin Williams winning that over Tim, Timmy Harrelson and Cole Apple. And it was ladies night at Slinger Super Speedway in the late model division. Jacob Knotts did over Tom Janinski and Ryan Gutnick. And for Oxford, another main base track, the past series ran for the Honey Badger 150. Dave Farrington collected that win over Johnny Clark and Derek Griffith coming home in third. And as soon as we got off the air last week, the ch- national championship for Division One for the NASCAR Advanced Auto Parts Weekly Series came out. Ryan Millington is the early leader. I guess it might be the late leader. Uh, the first week we have seen the standings, though, here in mid-August because of the pandemic. He leads by 16 points after finding success at both Hickory and Myrtle Beach this year over Josh Berry, who is 16 back. Uh, he has also run Hickory, Myrtle Beach, and Dominion. And uh, Brian Roby, who you just mentioned a moment ago, racing at Monadnock, he is currently third in the standings. Hudson and Claremont are also tracks that he has acquired points at this year. He is 52 markers out. Jared Weston leads in Division Two with uh, some checkered flags at Adams County Speedway. And in Division Three, Luke Ramsey is the point leader after uh, winning a couple of events at Adams County. He has a 40-point lead in Division Number 3. And we're always looking forward to going racing this up and coming weekend. The NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour racing uh, again this up and coming weekend. It's been a crazy season for them. Tracks have been changing. They've been added, subtracted. Stafford now on that list as well as Thompson. And uh, they're back in action this weekend. Yeah, they're back in action at Jennerstown Speedway this weekend for their second trip there uh, of 2020. You mentioned Stafford is back on the schedule. Two weeks ago, we weren't sure if we were going to have any races uh, for the Modifieds in Connecticut. Uh, Thompson has since announced two, 
Stafford on the schedule for September 26th. Justin Bonsignor leads the championship standings by nine points over Doug Kobe, heading to Jennerstown this weekend. And you mentioned all the racing in Dover. That includes the Arca Menards East Series. They are in action this weekend, the General Tire 125, here on the Motor Racing Network on Friday afternoon. Uh, Sam Mayer, the point leader there by just two points over Ty Gibbs. Nick Sanchez is third, uh, tied with Chase Cabry, both 13 points back. They have three races to go this weekend in Dover, September 12th in New Hampshire, and October 10th at Five Flight Speedway in Pensacola, Florida. And again, you can watch the Arc Menard Series East on NBC Track Pass. Uh, you can watch that live again or listen on MRNRadio.com. Kyle, looking forward to it. I'm sure I'll find myself at a short track this weekend. I believe Cars Tour is in action at Franklin County yep. this upcoming weekend. Uh, will we find you at Stafford or are you going to Dover? No, we'll find me at Stafford on, on Friday night. Um, it's going to be a big night. They have an open modified race. I hear... Uh, NASCAR Cup Series driver Ryan Priest has entered for the event on on Friday night, plus all of their uh, weekly divisions this Friday as well. So it's um, going to be a big, week, big weekend for racing in the Indy 500 is this coming weekend, which means I think they're running what, the night before the 500 uh, this weekend as well at IRP. So there's a lot of uh, great racing across the country as uh, we some states begin to open up here in the late summer months. I know we see it on Twitter all the time, but the guys up in the the Northeast in the New England area have to almost giggle anymore when Ryan comes in race and they advertise it as NASCAR Cup Series driver Ryan Priest because it just it's the one of their friends that they've grown up racing with forever. So well, when they, they used to beat them up at the go kart track. Right, right. It's like we went to Pennsylvania for um, USAC, you know, midget week up in Pennsylvania, and Christopher Bell came and ran one of the nights, yeah. and it was just so funny listening to. And I get it listening to the announcers going and on the track now nascar cup series driver and you know christopher's just hanging out in the pits with us he's like just like every other guy but it is so funny knowing these guys and you know you're you're good friends with priest and and bonsignor and all of them just roast each other on twitter amidst this but it just it's funny the promotional standpoint of ryan coming home and racing at a track he grew up with as a cup series driver. Right. And really he's just kind of rejoining the family, I guess for, yeah. <laughs> for a, a night. Um, but I, I can't wait for the Twitter interactions between Justin and, and Doug Kobe and, and Ryan uh, tomorrow night, uh, Thursday night, and then leading into the race on Friday, always entertaining. And I'm sure will be uh, more entertaining this week. Brian back in action. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, best of luck to all of the competitors going out and racing this up-and-coming weekend at whatever short track you're at. We look forward to recapping it all next week here on NASCAR Coast to Coast. You've been listening to NASCAR Coast to Coast, presented by Whelan, also brought to you by Hercules Tires. NASCAR Coast to Coast is a production of the Motor Racing Network. All rights reserved.